Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2017. I'm Steve McIntosh. Our guest is Sedgwick County Division Fire Chief Rob Timmons. Welcome to Issues 2017, sir. Nice to have you with us. Independence Day is coming up, and that means fireworks. A busy time for first responders. I confess difficulty in finding statistics on fireworks accidents up to 2016. I did some find some numbers from a, a website called uh, statisticbrain.com. And this tells us uh, these numbers. Tell me if these numbers sound right to you, Rob. Number of injuries per 100 pounds of fireworks used, 3.5. Now, that's pretty obscure, isn't it? Yeah, probably I haven't <laughs> waded into that pond. That's that going, that's, yeah, that's going a little deep. Uh, number of fatalities per year caused by uh, firefighters. They're saying four. I think it's the national survey. That sounds a little light to me. Injuries, 9,300. Fires, 20,000. Um, do we track these kind of numbers in Sedgwick County? Have you got any numbers you could share with me? Well, the state fire marshal does have a form that we fill out every time there's a fireworks incident, and we send it to them, and the state fire marshal's office does track that. Um, so I went to the wrong website. <laughs> probably yeah. if, I, if I had gone to that one, I would have probably been okay. What have you got? Can you share a couple some statistics with us then? Well, the... Their numbers from the 2009 through 2013, U.S. fire departments respond to an average of 18,500 fires caused by fireworks. Um, these fires include 1,300 structure fires, 300 vehicle fires, um, and then we, of course, have like 17,000 outside fires or grass fire type. Now, those are some, what, what do those statistics cover? The, the entire nation? The yes, county? sir. Yes, oh, sir. That's nationwide. Yes. This okay. is from the National Fire Protection Agency. Okay. What about, you've got anything on Sedgwick County? Um, our, we really don't have okay. a way to break that down. We, our call volume does increase over the 4th of July with the celebrations. We'll have more outdoor type fires. Luckily, this year we've got a good wheat harvest going. I think they're pretty well wrapping up. But we will get a few stubble field fires from fireworks incidents. You know, it, uh, I remember a time in the 70s uh, and, and maybe the 80s, too, when the 4th of July was an absolute panic for the fire department here locally. I mean, dozens and dozens of calls. Obviously, I think the load has probably lightened in recent years. What do you think? We, it has calmed down. I think people are being more responsible with their um, fireworks and we're thankful for that. We still have the problems where people are putting used or spent fireworks in the plastic trash dumpsters, and we have a lot of trash dumpster fires. Um, we've had a few where they've actually brought the trash dumpster back inside the garage or up close to the house, and a hot or a smoldering firework set that plastic dumpster on fire, and then it extends and involves the garage or the exterior wall of the home. You were mentioning uh, the the harvest, and the wheat's been pretty well cut around here, uh, but you got the stubble, the, yep. and that's pretty. That stuff can be pretty dry and go up pretty quick, can it? It can, and we've had several this year so far. But we've been getting a good amount of moisture, and that helps keep the um, the crops burning at a little slower pace. 
Yeah. Because with the windy, when you get the humidity that gets real low, super hot, and the wind blowing, that creates a real problem out in the fields. I really can't recall a uh, fireworks-related fatality in the past few years anyway here in Wichita and Central County. Can you? I, I don't recall any more. No, we've had, we've had uh, several years ago we had a major injury, and then this year we had a major injury over Memorial Weekend. With we, a citizen of the fire district, was it a firefighter? A fire fireworks? Yes, it was a fireworks was it related fireworks? Oh, Memorial Day. Huh? Yes, they were yeah. celebrating a little early then, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Well, then what's the uh, what's the most dangerous firework do you think in in causing uh, injuries, Chief? Well, believe it or not, sparklers. Of all the big fireworks that people shoot off, and some of the here's some of the more numbers from the. National Fire Protection Agency. In 2014, U.S. hospital emergency rooms treated an estimated 10,500 people for fireworks-related injuries. 51% of those injuries were to the extremities, which is hands, arms, feet, and uh, 38% were face and head injuries. Um, a little fact that I've been using when I go around and do my safety talks, I like to point out that water boils at 212 degrees um, we bake cakes at 350 degrees, wood burns at 575 degrees, glass melts at 900 degrees, and a sparkler that we routinely hand to a four- and five-year-old burns at 1,200 degrees. So the burn injuries that the kids get quickly can be a third-degree burn with those temperatures. And so it's really, really important for parents to supervise, watch what the kids are doing. If you have multiple kids, spinning in circles with a sparkler in each hand and one of them touches another one and that's where a lot of those injuries come from on fourth of I july can, you know i can remember though going back to even as as a child growing up in the 50s if we had sparklers my dad always had a bucket of water right there absolutely we still recommend having a bucket of water handy or even a garden hose with some sort of a valve on the end of it to where you can turn it on and get access to cold water after you get through there it's nothing but a piece of wire that and is true <laughs> now which uh Firework is blamed for the causing the most fires in houses, buildings, structures. Uh, is that the, still the bottle rocket? Well, we've taken measures. The, of course, the state fire marshal outlawed bottle rockets years ago, um, as well as the M80 firework that was causing a lot of um, damage to people's fingers and hands. Um, and the Cedric County and the city of Wichita got together several years ago and banned the Sky Lantern firework, which that was a really ingenious design. Let's light a candle, let it fill up like a hot air balloon and let it drift away and land on someone else's property. So <laughs> those were, uh, those were, they were really pretty to watch, but they were just a bad idea all the way around. I think the Japanese tried something like that during World War II <laughs> to, uh, to destroy American cities. So that, well, now what was that, what was that thing called then? It was a sky lantern. I don't think I ever... They've been outlawed by the local local jurisdictions for probably three or four years. You light something on fire and let it drift onto your neighbor's roof. Hmm, sounds good. Well, I'm talking about the bottle rocket, which you could put in a pop bottle, had a stem on it, and went up in the air and usually came down on somebody's roof somewhere. Right, and those any of the stick type fireworks that would shoot up like a missile, those have all been banned. What? what fireworks are then banned locally? You started off on a pretty good list there. In the fire district? Yeah. Um, which is, includes this, the cities. 
that are members of the fire district. Okay, Wichita yeah. has separate rules. Wichita has, I believe they call it safe and sane. Nothing's allowed to go more than six feet in the air or six feet in any direction. Yeah. Um, in unincorporated Cedric County and the s- smaller cities surrounding Wichita, they all set their own rules, their own times for shooting. Um, but basically anything with a 1.4 gram label, which includes up to two inch mortars, um, those are all legal. One thing that we do like to tell people and what we inspect on the commercial fireworks shoots, a good safety rule is to allow 100 feet for every one inch of mortar that you fire as a safety zone. Okay. So you can imagine in a residential neighborhood, if they're shooting two inch mortars to have a 200 foot safety zone is impossible. Yeah. So people really, really need to be careful with those. Um, launching multiple fireworks at the same time is very dangerous as well. If one of them goes off and tips another tube over, then you can have horizontal launching of the mortars and they can go into garages. They can go and hit neighbor's roofs. So we just really ask that people do one at a time, monitor the kids at all times and just have a safe and enjoyable 4th of July. Um, I I will confess to this because my brother's not here and he can't, uh, my older brother, he can't uh, he can't refute this, but uh, I confess that we would go to Missouri a couple of times over the fourth, and uh, my brother would save up his money all year so he could get a gross one hundred forty four cherry bombs. Uh, <laughs> I'll bet those are out. Those how big are? How would you describe that explosion of a cherry bomb as compared to just a firecracker? About ten times as big, would you think, or something? <laughs> I, I'm not sure exactly what the percentage is. I do remember as a child, we we also went to Missouri, spent a lot of time at Palm de Terre Lake, and some of the things we shot off. It's amazing we still have our fingers. And- yeah, uh, yes, we we don't <laughs> want to go too too far into that. But the the M eighty and the cherry bomb, those things were like uh, small hand grenades going off or something. They were very they were very powerful, and they were it was a, definitely a bad idea to hold them in your hand while you lit them. And, and we advise the same thing with any firework, even today, even though they're a little bit less powerful. It's still a bad idea to hold on to something that's an explosive and right. light it and try to throw it. A, a cherry bomb, and I could. Could take off a couple of fingers, couldn't it? Or yeah, easily. There were very severe injuries from yeah, some of yeah. those, yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about the, everything that's illegal here. Uh, are now are fireworks laws uh, locally consistent with state laws? In other words, obviously, locally you have to real, you know, recognize the state, but are the state laws stricter or less strict than local laws, or is there any comparison there? The state, the state basically sets the time that you can s- sell and the times that you can sh- um, shoot, uh-huh. and it is illegal to actually store and keep fireworks throughout the rest of the year. So whatever you buy over the 4th of July season needs to be shot during the legal shooting times. It's, we don't, it's inappropriate to store them in garages and things like that where they're a problem, and it is, it's illegal to fire them any other time other than the legal posted shooting okay. hours. When, when, when can we not shoot them anymore? The 5th? After the, I think... Fifth is still legal in some jurisdictions, um, but the local cities will set. You can check our Cedric County website has the information on it as well as the fire district website. So you can check those for what times and days each city allows fireworks to be so shot. The old slogan is what, shoot them where you buy them? Is that it? Pretty much, yes. Okay. Do you have any idea? Uh, I'm, you, this, is a, this is an impossible. 
how many fireworks tents we have in Sedgwick County? Over 30. Okay. Uh, I've, yeah. I've driven yeah. to almost every one of them since last Friday doing the inspections for the safety of the tent before they were allowed to start selling. So. Or 30 tents. Are they all tents or do they run them out of trailers or anything? It's just a there are several tent. fixed structure buildings. Um, okay. and, but the majority of the sales are taking place out of the tents or membrane structures. You're listening to uh, Issues 2017 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Sedgwick County Division Fire Chief Rob Timmons. Um, that's interesting. Uh, they can start to, these these uh, fireworks stands opened several days, what, seven or eight days before? The 27th of June is yeah, when yeah, they yeah. opened up. Okay. Are, 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 are there one or two fireworks-related blazes that stand out in your memory over the years? Um. I've had several field fires where out in the unincorporated areas of Sedgwick County where we've sweated a lot and ran a lot and tried to keep up with wind-driven fires. Um, structure fires, we've had a couple that were involving the trash dumpsters that they put the spent fireworks in, pulled the dumpster into the garage, went to bed, and the heat of the smoldering firework caught the other papers and stuff in the trash can on fire eventually. And we had house fires from it. So that's one of the things we urge people to either put their spent fireworks into a metal trash can, the old-fashioned ones, and leave them down by the curb overnight. Don't bring that stuff back up close to the house where it can become a problem. And when we talk about a field fire or stubble fire, is that not uh, or is it the most dangerous for a firefighter? It stresses the body of the firefighter a lot. The bunker gear we wear for protection works great for keeping heat away from us, but it also traps a lot of body heat in. Our average core temperature can get up around 105 degrees, which it puts a lot of stress on our hearts and our cardiovascular systems. That's why our people work out all year long to stay in shape and stay fit um, because heart attacks are still one of the leading causes of death for firefighters. Oh, and the other part of that is the wind can shift and... You can get trapped out there. Yes, we've had several trucks damaged over the years trying to gain access to fields, and the wind would shift, and a side flank of the fire would flare up and become the head, and it, they're just very unpredictable. Uh, so we've got to, uh, rules are different from basically each city then within the county. That's correct. It's basically home rule. They are allowed to set restrictions on their what's allowed in their towns, as it should be, and in the unincorporated areas of Sedgwick County. Um, there are also times that are legal to shoot and not shoot, how and it are, coincides pretty much with what the cities are doing. How are the uh, how are the laws or rules enforced? Well, there are, is a non-emergency phone number oh, set yeah, up that, by nine one one, and we urge people please do not tie up the nine one one number with nuisance or complaint phone calls because there are still. In addition to the holiday and the celebrations going on, there are still people out that are going to have real medical emergencies, real fires, and those dispatchers and the fire crews need to be able to get that information in a timely fashion. So we have our 911 has set up a area code 316-290-1011 is the non-emergency or complaint phone line. It will be staff starting July 1st. And it'll run through Wednesday the fifth. That's that's I think the same number they have have had for several years. Yes, two nine zero ten eleven, two nine zero ten eleven. Now, penalties. What kind of penalties can people 
space if they don't help me out on this if i'm if i'm if i'm wrong on this rob but in the past it's kind of one of those things where the fire department goes out they give them a warning and if they back off they're okay is there zero or but is there zero tolerance or just we, gonna find them we always use we try to always use education as the first method because the citizens that we are responding to are our employer um, we try to work with them we try to educate them and we want public safety and we want them to do the right thing um, if there's a problem and damage to neighboring property I mean there can be arson charges there can be um, criminal damage to property I mean it's if somebody's doing something really super inappropriate, it, or if somebody gets injured or causes injury to another, that can also be a problem. So, But we always start with education. We always start with being nice to people and trying to explain the rules to them and get them to follow the rules. But your fines but, can go up to what, several hundred dollars? Yes, sir. Okay. So, you know. It, it can be a costly endeavor. Your experience, uh, do you work over the force? Do you? Yes, we do. <laughs> Does every, um, everybody come in? Pretty much. The, in my office, we, we uh, do a many different things in fire prevention. We do fire inspections, fire yeah. investigations. We do plans review for all the buildings that are being built and unincorporated and the, the cities of Cedric County Fire District 1. Um, but over the 4th of July, we are on call. All of us are. We go out and inspect the commercial fireworks shoots that are going on in communities throughout the fire district as well as all the tent inspections and we'll still be out doing spot checks on the fireworks tents, making sure that they're keeping their trash away from the tent and good housekeeping and make sure that yeah. they're remaining safe for the citizens to go in and purchase more fireworks. I just wonder, on the 4th of July, there, there's people are maybe are acting a little irresponsibly. Could be some partying going on. Has it been your experience that sometimes now and then people might have been drinking when they're doing fireworks? Well, I'm sure it does happen. Um, we, uh, I'll bet it happens. We strongly encourage people not to consume alcohol, especially if you're supervising minor children out that are having fun with the fireworks and whatnot. Um, definitely do not drive. If you're somewhere else at somebody else's property having fun with fireworks and drinking, arrange to get Uber or somebody else to come get you and take you home because the last thing we need is a bunch of vehicle accidents. When we talk about the uh, back a little bit back to the tents or the outlets, whatever you want to call them, uh, the rules uh, regarding them. Do they have any special special rules like uh, a buffer area or water available, anything like that? On the sales tents, yeah, on the sales tents. Yes, yeah. you'll notice as you go around them, there's a twenty foot buf- buf- buffer zone. Sorry, from the tent stakes, not the tent walls. So vehicle traffic and everything is held back twenty feet from the tent stakes. Um, we have requirements for the generator it needs to be at least 20 feet if they're going to have a light tower or generator for powers for their cash registers and that kind of and lights. That has to be 20 feet away from the tent as well. Trash dumpster has to be at least 30 feet away. And if they have a Connex box or a semi-trailer for storing their extra fireworks, that has to be at least 50 feet away from the fireworks tent. So we've gone around and we've measured all the distances and make sure that try to help provide the safest um, shopping opportunities for the people of this community. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about yourself. Uh, is your primary uh, primary function with uh, Sedgwick County, uh, are you in the area of fire prevention then? Yes, sir. Okay. How many people do you have in that particular area or department? Just, our, just you? or our, No, no. Our division is 
topped by a deputy chief, which is the fire marshal, Dan yeah. Wagner. Okay. And then myself, and I have two captains that assist also. So there's four of us total that we're in charge of public education in the schools. We have multi-partnerships, Sedgwick County Zoo. Every October during Fire Prevention Week, we help with multiple other fire departments, arrange the fifth grade fire prevention adventure out there. Um, we interact. We have a clown program. We have volunteer, well, they're full-time professional firefighters, mm-hmm. but they've gone to training, extensive training, and become fire prevention education clowns, and they perform at all the schools throughout the fire district. Um, we also do, the, we wear many hats. Yeah. We do everything. We're all fire investigators. We're all plans review people. We're all inspectors. Um, we work together to try to meet the needs of the community, the developers, the builders, on any construction questions or issues where fire codes involved. What's the most fun with the kids? Yeah, public <laughs> education is definitely, and it's rewarding because you can see these kids as they're growing up and progressing, and um, we have interactions with them through elementary school, and then sometimes we'll be in the middle, and well, I call them junior highs. That dates me, I guess. They're middle schools now. Yeah. but uh, mm. And the high schools as right. well. And you can see nationally the trends. It's paying off dividends. People are more... the practicing home fire escape plans, um, all the different things we teach. The stop, drop, and rolls become a common phrase that's easily recognized by most everyone. So you can see it paying off in the retention of the kids and the, the dropping number of fires across the country. Let me ask you, and this is more personal. When you were a youngster, was your first thing, I'd like to be a firefighter when I grew up? or What got you interested in being a firefighter? Well, when I was younger, I didn't have any idea what I wanted to do when I grew up. <laughs> Me neither. And I didn't really <laughs> want to grow up. So, yeah, but but that, yeah, that's common. My <laughs> oldest brother was a, I think, I believe he worked for Wichita Fire Department for 35 years before he retired. And so he was a firefighter. And I had worked in construction and didn't really have any any big picture goals. Mm-hmm. And one day, just so happened that I got the opportunity and hired on to Cedric County Fire District 1. And that was 25 years ago, and it's been an outstanding, incredible experience. Um, unfortunately, we do see a lot of the tragedy and the bad things that go on in the community, but at the same time, it's rewarding that we know we've at least helped or made an effort to mitigate emergencies and to help people save property. I mean, yeah, that's very worthwhile. But, you know, you, you do see that tragedy, but on the other hand, good firefighters, trained firefighters know that they're helping those people afterwards, explaining to them what they can do now with the damage and all of that, right? Right. We so that's, we, yeah, the follow-up education, then. Yeah. Right, and we, we, we've produced a pamphlet after the fire. We leave with anybody that's had a fire, simple things, reminding them to, before they leave the home to get their prescription medications and if the home's been damaged by fire because at that moment in that person's life, everything's a whirlwind. They're, it reminds them to call their insurance agent. It gives them the information and access to the Red Cross to help out with their immediate needs for their kids and family mm-hmm. somewhere to stay. So, yeah, there are a lot of tragedies that do take place, but it it is a very rewarding career and a very rewarding cause. So if you, if you, there's a young person listening right now that uh, might be considering, uh, what would you say to them if they're considering f- firefighting for a career? What would you say? Well, I would advise them to study in school, do well, <laughs> prepare themselves physically because it is a very physically challenging line of work, um, keep their driving records clean, and 
There are multiple places. Some of the Wichita high schools have fire science programs built into them, uh, Northeast Magnet and South High. Um, some of the smaller communities schools have fire science programs in high school so they can learn this stuff and get exposed to it in the schools. Um, we have two excellent community colleges on each side of us, Hutchinson's Community College, as well as Butler have fire science programs. Um, I believe Butler County's fire science program even has it's attached to their fire station so the students can actually ride out on the fire trucks, respond, get exposed. I didn't know all that. So there's a ton of opportunities for these people to get exposed to it, see if it's something they're interested in, and um, then come give us a call. All right. Visit visit our website, and we will help them. i got to cut you off. We're out of time. That's all for this edition of Issues 2017 with Sedgwick County Division Fire Chief Rob Timmons. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t